Welcome to Gimcrack Video. How can I help you tonight? Hey, yeah, we're just uh, browsing for something a little different. Well, have you tried our forgotten classics? Is that the one over there under the sign that says Blighted by God? Oh, oh, I found something. Have you seen this before? Ah, never heard of it. Let's grab it. Enjoy your selection. <laughs> you, you, know, you know we're still here, right? Oh. Going through all this frustration, um, this is extremely difficult to get the setup tonight. It was a it was a fucking fiasco three weeks ago. But at the end of the day, when we get it all said and done, we end up talking about big man on campus. And like, <laughs> is it is I, it worth all the work? <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> oh lordy, lordy. Yes. Um, I had a very dark joke that I paused on. Like, yeah, maybe I'll hold off on that one. You should leave the dark, leave the dark jokes in. You never know when they might come in handy. Um, when is this episode going to air? I just thought about that. Like, June? Uh, is it June? All right. Yeah. It's either May or June. Yeah, it'll be June. All right. <laughs> well, that'll be fun because uh, what I can what, what, it'll be the middle of June, and I get to talk about how um, it it hasn't been uh, it hasn't been over thirty since Sunday morning here, and it's been raining since Monday, and my entire backyard is just ice. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And see, when this is going to air in June. When you're going to be complaining about the heat and your air conditioning going out, so well, no, I've replaced that. Like the whole thing at this point, <laughs> should be good. Um, it, it, for my own mental well-being. <laughs> yeah, well, we shall we shall see. So I'll tell you uh, what's fun is is uh is uh, my friend gave me a pizza stone that they weren't using, and they were um. They were like, yeah, yeah, to clean it, just next time you should clean your oven, just leave the stone in there. And they're, they're, they're pretty like, 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 uh, pretty detailed home, uh, like home economics kind of people. Like, like, like they're, they seem to know what they're talking about at most anything like that. So I didn't even question. I'm just like, okay, it's, um, 20 degrees outside. Perfect time to clean my oven. Because if you put it on a self-clean cycle, it gets up to 600 degrees. And I'm like, well, that's too hot to do that in a Texas summer. So, um, so yeah, do it. About yeah. about eight minutes in, the grease on top of the pizza stove turned into almost black smoke that filled the entirety of my house within less than ten minutes. <laughs> Twenty degree weather. <laughs> the house still smells like burnt oil. <laughs> I mean, on the plus side, I did find out that I needed to change my uh, batteries and my smoke detectors. Well, that's helpful. Because they were silent. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> they haven't. They haven't alerted me. They didn't do the the beepy thing. Oh well. Uh, but I mean, uh, it's... 
I'm gonna change out the batteries and push the buttons, and they're fine now. But uh, yeah, so that's so, my story. <laughs> so that sounds fun and exciting. Um, yeah. What was that? Yeah, I was going to look up something. Um, I don't know. Should we just get started here? Yeah, we should. Should we, should we see before before things really? Really, it's, uh, it's crash 11, on us. It's 11 o'clock at night. We have to talk about Big Man on campus. We should get fucking yes. started. <laughs> hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Found on Shelf, the podcast where we tell you everything you never wanted to know about movies you wish you had never seen. Yes, my name is Dustin. And finally, joining me on this lovely podcast is, uh, is my friend and co host, Patrick. Patrick, what's going on? Well, I, I just watched uh, the 1988 original uh, film, The Vanishing, the, the one from the Netherlands, uh, the one that doesn't have Keith Sutherland in it. And I'm excited to get to talk about that this week and, you know, really discuss the meditations and the banality of evil and how we can't really escape it. Well, that sounds fine and all, but we're not talking about that. Oh, what are we talking about? We're going to be talking about the 1989 comedy Big Man on Campus, Fuck a.k.a. You. The Hunchback of L.A. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this movie is actually, it's sitting at a 86% positive rating on Rotten Tomato. How? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, you don't agree with that score? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> it's not you know, bad. It's just boring <laughs> i mean it had a it had a it it, it had a hundred percent rating by jody finkel so <laughs> that was actually the one good joke in the movie <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i uh so you had never heard of this movie before or had you ever never oh, okay so i i don't know uh, I i don't remember how i came across it i think it was one of those like uh USA up all night things or something. That's what it had to have been. Cause I watched a uh, lot yeah. of that. That seems like the only way anyone would watch this movie in a time when television existed. Right. And you would like stumble onto something in the middle of the fucking night. Like what the fuck am I watching? Who knows? Yeah. I, you know, I, I gotta say that's the thing I probably miss most about regular TV instead of streaming is this kind of find where you're just like, what the hell? I'll just, whatever. I'll just keep it on. Cause I'm awake and there's nothing else to watch. Yeah, if if you were to try to uh, if you were to try to sell this movie to somebody else and try to get somebody really excited and pumped to watch this movie, um, what would you? What, <laughs> how would you? How would you sell it to them? Right, I've got a couple. All right. Deep breath. <laughs> Tonight, on a very special episode of Picket Fences, a man <laughs> isolated from the world tries to reintegrate into society. Will he be accepted, or is he a danger to the community? Find out this Friday night at 9, 8 central on CBS. <laughs> it's a All deep right. Cut Tom Skerritt joke. That is a nice Tom Skerritt reference. Um, really, this movie is, what if Nell was also an Encino Man ripoff? <laughs> it does have some uh, Encino Man vibes, for sure. Yeah. That's that. That's it. That that's that's. The, I mean, what if Nell was in Cena Man? Is 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 the the crux of the film? 
Yeah, I mean, it was basically uh, somebody. Have you you seen Wild Thing? Wild Thing. Is that the... No, I think that was Wild Things that I saw. You're thinking of Wild Things because everyone's thinking of Wild Things. But Wild Thing is a... Well, once you've seen Wild Things, you I mean, at that particular time, you really think about it a lot. That, that's very true. <laughs> if you're oh. of a particular age when that movie came out, it's it holds a special place in your heart. And your hand. Um, <laughs> so the, the movie I'm talking about is Wild Thing. It's a 1987 okay. film. All right. This movie it made no impact in the popular imagination, but this dude's kid, this dude's kid, this dude's parents are killed when he's a kid, very Batman like, uh, and he's taken uh, in off the streets to be raised by a homeless lady who teaches him like like some weird pseudo mythology from because she has. So he has some mental issues, and then this boy grows up as like a feral child. Like a, the idea of the movie is urban Tarzan. All right. Uh, the movie came out in 1987, which would be two years before this film, and I get similarities in that. Uh, that film, however, is a gritty, like Rambo action type movie, like like First Blood, like mm-hmm. bleak film. Uh, this movie is not. This movie wants very much to be a college comedy. Yeah, it very much uh, it it it's 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 trying. It's attempting a few things. It 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 is attempting things. It is. Yes. It, it's not really sticking any landings. Yeah, and I gotta say, I watched a lot of these types of movies that were just uh, attempts, <laughs> and they were nearly there, and they just were not. Well, it's like most of the podcast is that. <laughs> Well, yeah, this is uh, is this is basically the hunchback of Notre Dame and goes to college. Uh, no, <laughs> no, it is the it is like that was the pitch they sold the movie on. That was what yes. was in that was the log line. That was the pitch. That was the packet. That is that's uh, not what you got. Back of Notre Dame goes to school. What you actually get is a homeless person with a hunchback who is a peeping Tom. Yeah, he he's got an entirely <laughs> insular world. He's not really part of 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 like what's going on around him, and he fixates on a couple of women, and then he is trained to be part of a, of um, civilization, very Greystoke like. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's a weird movie. Okay, so like here's here's how this movie starts. Here's your premise, right? The premise is the movie starts off like it's going to be the Hunchback of Notre Dame, and it's got. Or at least the idea of that. Um, it has a really cool opening sequence in which, like the the like the main character, the Quasimodo s character, is like humming along to the opening theme song. That's kind of funny, right? Um, then like you see news interviews of people saying there's an urban legend of a of like a monster haunting um, uh, the college. Ooh, mm-hmm. Foreshadowing very quickly. Uh, though this 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 idea of like the movie keeping this like phantom character around is dissolved entirely and he just kind of rushes in to save the the woman he's fixating on and then i i know i'm i, I know i'm glossing over everything but I'm, I'm trying to make a point here the point is uh so he, he he he's like obsessed over this this girl he's like clearly like peeping tom level stuff it's kind of creepy it's supposed to be at this point in the film 
and um, then he he rushes in to save her from um, like a physical altercation between a couple a couple of guys. They were going to start beating up her boyfriend and her, and so he she, he rushes in to save her. And it causes a huge scene, and then they want to integrate him into society. But he keeps doing this a lot of weird, like insular gibberish language, uh, quote unquote primitive chants. He's completely obsessed with this woman. He's very sexual. And um, he's being played <laughs> by the writer of the movie. And I want to know what the fuck is up with that. <laughs> this is this well, a vanity project, right? This is like, uh, yeah, is, sort yeah, of. It, it feels like why this guy is a successful writer. Mm-hmm. And, like he, he's never acted before. He's a successful writer. And he pops in as the star of this movie that he wrote. Yeah. What is going on there? <laughs> I have to know. It's the only question I have. And it's driving me nuts. Well, um, you you will find uh, you will find some information about him out uh, shortly. And not only that, you will find out how this movie is connected to a popcorn snack. Are you intrigued? I don't think you are. But I'm going to play the trailer anyway. So hang on. <laughs> One, two, three, cuatro. College, a time for improving your mind. If you do not earn a B average this term, I will have no recourse but to flunk you out. And for getting to know your new roommate. Not me. Alex is living with the subject to help us monitor his behavior. Oh, God. I don't want the two of you up all night talking and giggling, you understand? He may act a little strange. The dog goes woof, woof. Yes. Dog, <laughs> And speak Kamula. a different language. Did you just call me a Kamula? But here, they just call him Bob Maluga, Luga, 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 Luga. A freshman. Baby, stress, underpants. Before you know it, you'll be reading books. There once was a man from Nantucket. I know that one, Bob. Now they're teaching each other about food. I'd like a wing, two breasts, and a thigh. And you, sir? Two faces. Romance. Can you sit, honey? What is French kiss? And friendship. (laughs) Hi, guys. Well, think back to when you were a small boy and people would first see you. What would they say? Yuck. Big man on campus. A comedy about making the grade. So, yeah, that just seems like your typical uh, late 80s comedy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, wasn't much to that. But yeah, so that is Big Man on Campus. Now that you are aware of uh, what this movie is. And um, and like like you said, it uh, it pretty much starts off with this like uh, this news report, and we get introduced to our to our two main actors uh, or actor and actress of the film. Um, did you recognize either of them? We have Alex and Kathy. Mm, no. So um, Alex was played by uh, Corey Parker. This. Um, his first movie uh, he was in it was a movie called Scream for Help, which sounds kind of interesting. But you also might remember him from Friday the 13th, Part 5. Uh, he was uh, one of the greasers that gets uh, murdered while trying to fix his car towards the beginning of that movie. That movie is entirely forgettable, except <laughs> for um, 
Except for Demon. Do you remember Demon? Yes, yes, I remember Demon. Demon, Demon. was a cooler character than that movie deserved, and really the movie should have been about Demon specifically. Demon I, rules. I, I would watch a movie about Demon. The other one, Kathy, who uh, who uh, our little hunchback has a uh, crush on, Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even recognize her at first, but uh, if you were, if you ever watched The Office, that this was Jan from The Office. Oh, which, I hate uh, the office. <laughs> yeah, I, I I quite enjoyed it. And well, he, you know my problem with The Office is I think it's actually probably probably great for what it is, but I hate like cringe humor. I hate specifically. Yeah, like, it's a lot of cringe. Mm-hmm. It's forced cringe humor. That's just yes. kind of yeah. Unless and you thought learned, that's like the point of the show, and it's like it's not me. Yeah, I, I did learn something interesting about her. She was originally cast to be in Back to the Future to be Marty's girlfriend Jennifer. Oh, was she was she cast when uh, what's his name was playing? Marty? Yes, she was cast with Eric Stoltz, mm-hmm. and they and, were the original couple. But when they switched to Michael J. Fox, he was so short that she was deemed too tall to be his girlfriend in the movie world, and was replaced. <laughs> I remember that that happened. I didn't know who the actress was. Yes, so that's who we are dealing with here. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, and then and then the scene starts off with a completely I mean, like it's kind of out of place, I guess. The Renaissance Fair, like it's it's interesting the angle they're going with there, but it's also just a complete kind of throwaway thing that's never really brought it, up again. No, what I think it is is I think it's a version. I think it's a relic from a different version of the script where it was about the Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> and they were just like, eh, we still got to use this somehow. Yeah, like I think we got, it, we got like, the costumes. Why not? It, like the joke <laughs> is clear. It's like the Hunchback, and then also at a Ren Fair. Yes, that is. There's some humor there, but um, none of none of <laughs> none of that is like left in the film. It's all been excised. But they kept that one part because they needed like in they needed an inciting incident, and this and I think it was still like the the most efficient one they had. It's not the most natural, but yeah. it is like there. Now it's it's kind of interesting that you that you mentioned this because I think I actually we we said on the last podcast that this was going to be a different movie that we were showing. I was planning on doing a movie called uh, "The Creature Wasn't Nice," mm-hmm. but then I found out that. Um, they had completely changed the script and they, the producers completely edited it and changed it and moved around. And there's a director's cut of the film. So I had to buy that. So it's kind of interesting that we're seeing a lot of these movies that were left, leftover script kind of stuff or just leftover information kind of stuff that uh, carried over from one to another. So that will be interesting. But what I found most interesting is that there are a lot of connections between this movie and the movie I was going to play. So that's very kind of weird. I didn't even know that until uh, I started playing this movie. And I was like, holy shit, I got a lot of connections here. So we'll we'll explore those when we when I force you to watch that movie. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Fun. God, I've been torturing you. I, I, I almost feel bad about it. I'm almost. I haven't made you watch anything truly bad this year yet. No, nothing. Nothing too bad. Bizarre. Yes. Bad. No. Well, that's kind of the mode I operate in. It's like it's going to be weird as fuck. There's there's mm-hmm. no way around that. Yeah. Uh, whether or not it's bad is a different story. Uh, <laughs> the, the, whether or not I think it's bad is a completely different story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then so 
it's kind of interesting. This movie make they make the hunchback known pretty much right from the jump, right away. Um, and then there's a, a court trial, and the court trial is absolutely just bizarre. Um, Nothing in this movie works the way it it works in this movie. Yeah, not a not one single like in the institution that they establish works the way it does in this film. No, and we've got got a lot of uh, you've got a lot of uh, of of actors and you know kind of fa- not famous but well famous a little bit I guess uh, names in this movie too. Um, so the, yeah, well you Dr. got Garrett, you got yeah. Jessica Harper. Yes, Doc, Jessica Harper making her second appearance on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you all probably remember her from uh, Shock Treatment. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that's quite interesting. And um, yeah, they're um, they're basically like fighting to try and uh, get custody of him or decide what to do with. There's, this there's, it's, a, it's, it's a competency <laughs> hearing. Yeah, they're going to they're going to institutionalize him if they find him as being like incompetent as an adult. And so they're trying to prove that he has competency. And then they they prove it in a in like a on like a um, temporary basis that they believe it. But he needs to be able to do to work with a social worker more or less to establish grounds of being able to benefit society. So they they reprimand him or remand. I'm sorry. They remand him to the custody of the uh, professor of psychology at the college who happens to be Tom Skerritt. Yes. Now, all of that is okay, but like the way the way that the 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 way that all of that is depicted is insane. What's more insane is, okay. so your your two main characters are Kathy and what the fuck is Corey's name? Alex. Kathy and Alex. So Kathy and Alex, they're a couple, but the um, the hunchback, he is fixated on Kathy, mm-hmm. entirely obsessed with her in an obvious way, um, and he views uh, Alex as being a threat. Mm-hmm. And Tom Skerritt, professor of psychology and person in charge of our dear hunchback, decides that he should have that he should stay in the tower which he's been living. And that Alex should stay with him as a positive male role model and a full-time guardian, which, if you will note, is Tom Skerritt's responsibility to be a full-time guardian. Yeah. And to, and to observe and study. What the yeah. fuck is with any of that? And what kind of psychologist <laughs> decides that even if I'm not going to do that, the person I'm going to stick him with is the person he has identified as a rival for his romantic affections? Yeah, I don't think he's very uh, well. Maybe this was all part of his uh, it's his psychology test, and it that was the, well, that was the other kind of weird part was the whole reason that he agreed that Alex agreed to it was because he said he would help him uh, pass all of his classes or something, and <laughs> if he did that, I was like, there's some ethical issues going on here with that. Yeah, yeah. So here's here's what I'd say. I'd say, um, I'd say, I think Freud is a better modern psychologist than this particular individual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're if, if you're going to see Tom Skerritt for your mental well being, uh, don't. <laughs> oh, and this was so when they were driving back. I did get a couple of clips from this this movie. Uh, 
this is just how uh, how our hunchback friend thought of Kathy here. Hold on. Why does he keep saying my name over and over again? Kathy. He's infatuated with you. Kathy. You become a mixture of fantasy and reality, repeating your name over and over again as a form of masturbation. I know a better one. Oh my gosh. Tom scared everybody. Yes. <laughs> Slumming it up. Masturbation. <laughs> so yeah. Um, you know, they decide that they, they should live there. Um Hunchback takes him back to his house. At this point, he does not have a have a name. He eventually uh does come up with a name in what's probably the the funniest part of the movie. I would I <laughs> Because it's it's a, it's a movie where a lot of things are happening, but you're just kind of watching and going, okay, okay. It's kind of like, have, okay. you, have you rewatched American Pie recently? No, I haven't seen that probably since it came out. Right, so I rewatched it a couple of years ago with the with the expectation that it was not going to hold up, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I can think of, if anything has aged poorer than American Pie, it could only be Porky's. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I I, I I don't have the stomach to watch again because I know that is not aged well at all because it was it was it wasn't uh, particularly timely when I did see it right yes but um so I rewatched American Pie uh, this is a long way to get to it um I expected the jokes to be bad you know tasteless mm-hmm. what I didn't expect was uh, there aren't jokes there 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 aren't jokes in American Pie. <laughs> There's like there's like five jokes that you know them. All of the jokes in American Pie are the five that you remember. The rest of the movie just happens. It's just stuff happening. I, I noticed that there was a lot of movies like that around that time. Well, Porky's just... has like two jokes and the rest of it is a drama. Yeah. Like a super dark drama with like with like some extremely problematic jokes just shoved in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie, yeah, I have not watched or thought about Porky's in quite a long time. Um, mm-hmm. I should, I should bring myself no, to watch I, that again. I don't really think you're missing anything. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but I mean, why, why watch Porky's when I could sit down and watch uh, big men on campus again and again? <sighs> you know, I, I will say it's the least problematic college sex comedy to come out of the eighties. This is true. Yeah. No, it's not unproblematic, but it no. is. But by by comparison of like Revenge of the Nerds, where like every joke is just rape. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one squeaks eye pretty clearly. Yeah, it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get the kind of usual uh, kind of uh, shenanigans that happen with the with the outcast. You get the um, uh, they they put him in an observation room so people could take a look at him, and you know. They, they take him around to the school and the cafeteria and all he wants to do is eat junk food. And it's very much, um, Encino man. Yeah. When did it, but Encino man came out like a couple years after this, right? Does it? It might. Hold on. Yeah. Encino man was 92. Huh. Look at that. So did Encino man rip off of uh big man on campus? Yeah. But who wore it better? Yeah, this is true. This is this is very true. Um, I mean, I think it's if you would have got Polly Shore for this movie, maybe it would have been different. I don't. I well, you say that, but also I think Brendan Fraser has a little bit better chemistry as like that kind of character than um, the writer of the movie. 
Yeah, yeah, you're 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 probably right there. Um, so yeah, and then you know it's again. It's, uh, this, I, I'm coming down this way. It's not objectionable. It's okay. It's it's just okay. Yes, yeah, that's, that's kind the, of I got from the whole movie. It was like okay. I I, I mean. It's 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 weird. I'm 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 taking you through a journey through my childhood with some of these films um, and my early adolescence through like uh, getting lucky and this movie and just these random things that are like scenes stuck in my head. So this is one of those movies that there's just little bits and pieces of this movie stuck in my brain that will never leave. And I forget about it. And then all of a sudden it just pops in there and it's just like, oh, hey, yeah. Remember Bob Maluga, Luga, Luga, Luga? It's like, why the hell do I remember this stuff right now? <laughs> but yeah, that's that's I mean, that, that's kind of where we're you know about where we're at in this movie. There's a lot of, you know, shenanigans that happen. They go to the mall and random stuff happens. But um, in one of the kind of funnier uh and slightly poignant scenes of the movie was when he's sitting down with uh with tom scarrett and they're asking him if there's anything he remembers about his childhood and then tells him that he needs a name and that's where he comes up with uh the bob 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 maluga luga 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 anyone famous named bob maluga luga 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 i doubt it good well mr Maluga, okay. Luga, 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 yeah, one Maluga, four Lucas. All right. Okay. Why don't I just call you Bob? Don't know. Okay. okay. That I thought was a was a was a, just a, a great like delivery. Why don't I just call you Bob? Don't know. And it just goes on. Like I I don't, I don't know. I, I liked Judy Finkel better. I did like Judy Finkel better. <laughs> Judy Finkel. <laughs> just gonna better save name. that one. From, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, I, that's good. It's a great scene because he's like, "That's a girl's name." Bob's like, "Okay, yeah." So. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but uh, the the Hunchback was very uh, gender neutral before it was even a thing back in 1989. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then it got kind of serious there for a minute, uh, and it starts talking about how his Bob's mother died, and he was kicked and hit when he was a kid, and and uh, ran away to the tower and just started. And he made up his own language so he could be his own friend. I was like, Jesus, this movie got serious for a minute. Yeah. And then he's crying and he's asking, Doctor, why is my face leaking? <laughs> I was like, dang, this movie, all right. But instead of exploring that at all, <laughs> we just leave that behind and we don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> so the pendulum swing of this movie, like the thing that, uh, actually, that's the problem. Is there, there's not an engine that drives this Mm-hmm. This movie, when when you we say it's things, when you say it's things happening, it's literally things happen. There's no there's no actual plot, which is mm-hmm. fine actually. I, I I'm a fan of films that are plotless or that don't have adversaries. Like I like the idea of like slice of life filmmaking or just like breaking, you know, the quote unquote rules because the person who wrote the book on the rules also wrote the movie Point Check. <laughs> yeah, <You've> seen Point <laughs> Check. I have not for a reason. <laughs> but along those lines, like you would like to get something out of the movie. And this movie is doesn't really give you a lot to go with the idea of, of, of no plot. But the thing that is happening the hunchback is try is, 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 is in this custody of Tom Scarrett to prove that he's competent and can 
continue to remain in society. Mm-hmm. However, Jessica Harper plays an evil prosecuting attorney, mm-hmm. which, you, you know, like prosecuting attorney and evil are the same word. But what happens here is um, she is fixated on making sure that, that um, Bob goes away forever. She doesn't. Yes. She, he's, he's an undesirable. He's a deplorable. So because of that, she wants him out of her society. She wants him <laughs> gone behind walls where she can't see him or observe him like a proper right winger. And what she does mm-hmm. uh, is she tries to sabotage the whole thing in a couple different ways. And then also Bob is learning to, to, to function in, in, in our society. And then also he has a crush on Kathy. And then also um, Shirley. Yeah, yeah, Shirley. Yeah. This Shirley. Is the, uh, you know, who plays yeah. Diane in this movie, Cindy Williams, who just, uh, mm-hmm. as of this podcast, just, just passed away a week ago. Our podcast is now killing people. I'm sorry. And um, she is actually also in the movie that I was going to talk about. Uh, Creature wasn't nice. So there was a little, there's a little connection there. I did. I completely forgot she was in this movie. till I watched it. And I was like, Oh no shit. There she is. Yeah. She, she's uh she did a lot of little things like this, a lot of theater work too, which I guess maybe why it was related to uh, mm-hmm. this here. But yeah, I'm so yeah, of theater, she brings the drama. Oh, she does, because uh, she is a professor that has the hots for Bob. Yeah, um, <laughs> which when she first sees him, uh, he can't speak English. And he has no idea on how to interact with her. And he's like threatening the cats. Um, so like. What I what I screamed at my TV is you can't fuck him. You'll go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> and I stand by that. Yeah. You can't fuck Rob. You can't like, fuck maybe, Rob. Maybe at the end of the movie, but definitely not for the like 40 minutes that she's developing feelings for him. That should have been the tagline for this movie. You can't fuck Bob. <laughs> should have been the name of the movie. <laughs> Don't fuck Bob. <laughs> Is that the sequel to What About Bob? Is yes. <laughs> or the prequel? I'm not sure. It's got to be one of those. Uh, it's 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 a companion film. <laughs> it explores the ins and outs of why you can't fuck Bob. <laughs> Ins and outs. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're up to. Ins and outs. But um. <laughs> so yeah, um, and, and there's just there's a lot of that stuff going on, acclimating him to society, and you know, people taking a, a bit of an interest in him. Um, Fucking a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, he starts he starts working out, and he's he's talking to to Cindy Williams and character uh, diane and asking her uh you know how do you make nookie and he's like i've made nookies to cars washing washers dryers vacuum cleaners twice and that's when she asks him what french kissing is and then she kisses him and now she's really got the hots for him but <laughs> bob's by, just by by violating several laws yeah yeah that's it's not a good look for her at this point <laughs> No, uh. <laughs> but it is still a picket fences episode. Yeah, and then um, and then yeah, uh, Scarrett finds out that they are invited onto some TV show to talk about what Bob has has learned, and it was some uh some 
trashy TV show. The dude reminded me of like a early uh, Alex Jones type character. <clears throat> um, you know, you know who he's making fun of is um the guy that Frankenhooker is making fun of. Oh, uh, Phil Donahue ish. Um, not Phil Donahue, but that era. That of, era. Yeah. There, of, there's uh, a. Yeah, it's a specific dude that that he's making fun of on on Frankenhooker. That's not Phil Donahue, but yes, that exact kind of thing. Because yeah. like that 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 shtick never changes. It's just mm. it's Tucker Carlson now, right? It's attack, attack, attack. Yes. Um, but well, the, well, the thing is, uh, Jess Carper has tried to sabotage this because she called and pretended that Kathy was in trouble. Yeah. And Bob needed to come to the female dormitory and he like charges in beating up cops to try and save Kathy. Mm -hmm. And they're using this as a rampage. I think I don't remember if I'm imagining this or not, but did they reference Ted Bundy breaking into Florida colleges? I don't think so. I may be imagining that. I'll cut it. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it's it's, you know, the goes on a rampage and all everybody needs to be stopped kind of situation because of that. The, the judge is ready to, to, um, to, to institutionalize him. Bob is on the run. He, things are not looking good for him. And then also this talk show is going on and it's bad, bad news mm. for all. But by this time, Bob is like, can speak in complete sentences. He is, he is, he is a savant in terms of like math and he studies all the time and he's extremely intelligent. Um, you can see what the spin they're going for here. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, he realizes that Jessica Harper lied and he runs to the studio, break into the studio and infiltrate the shooting to expose this. And he does so. Uh, a couple things happen. One, he runs. He has to get a he, he's run. He starts running. He just starts running like he's Forrest Gump. And then all <laughs> of these he accumulates all of these dogs to start chasing him. And then him and all the dogs get into taxi cab like a scene in the Muppets and they drive down to the studio and then he breaks into the studio and to, to clear his name of right. raw of, of any kind of like doubt that he is a functional member of society. He breaks to the studio and swings down from the rafters on a cable, like the goddamn Phantom of the opera and grabs and in, in, in what would look like to be kidnapping Jessica Harper, which is one must yeah. admit not great optics. Yeah. But it wasn't in marketing, so maybe that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, and this is the, the second time in the movie they did the hunchback swinging down. It was He did it at the beginning, and now he's doing it uh, now as well. So it's kind of a, yeah. an interesting, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're really trying to play this, this role. But uh, You know what this movie didn't have but needed? What? A Catholic priest questioning his face, uh, faith as he um, lusts for and tries to torture um, uh, a woman who's just minding her own business. Oh, all right. <laughs> do you? By the way, uh, the the TV show host guy. Do you recognize that guy? Uh, I did at the time. I didn't rewatch this movie. His name's uh, Garrett Graham. Um, he was in one of one of your favorite movies, Chopping Mall. Um, he was uh, he was one of the techs that was watching the or like yes. was reading the book in the beginning. He was also in uh, the Charles Band film Terror uh, Terror Vision. The one that we should watch at some point. 
Yes, because um, it's 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 uh, regarded as being one of the worst movies ever made, and that's saying a lot. Um, <laughs> and also, hold on, there was um anyway um yeah he was in uh, a couple episodes of Star Trek. He was in Phantom of the Paradise. That's it. And he was also Bud from Chud mm-hmm. Two, Bud the Chud. Right, but this is a Phantom of the Paradise reunion because Jessica Harper is here. Yes. So now we've got uh, we've got a couple there. And Garrett Graham's also in The Creature Wasn't Nice. So we've got a couple wow. of different connections with a lot of things here. Yeah, he, I was kind of surprised at uh, the amount of stuff that he's he's been in. He's just kind of been one of those guys. He's like, oh, it's the guy from the film and the thing. And that's him. So, yeah, I really like the guy. Um, I like the role he's playing. Uh, the, I don't like the role, but I like his acting as the role. Um that's I think every late eighties, early nineties movie tended to have this uh evil talk show host guy. Yes, because talk shows are evil. Yes, for the most part. Um, yeah. And then that was I mean, that's pretty much like well, the wrap well, of the movie. When he when he well, I'll just say that though as he abducts uh Jessica Harper, she blurts out on camera that she set the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. And then the judge is like, Oh yeah, everything's fine. And then um then the hunchback kisses um Shirley again and the he insinuates that uh they should have sex and the movie rolls credits. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, that was um that was the the hunchback uh of, of LA or the uh big man on campus, whatever title you'd like to call it. Um now to go back to your question about um about the gentleman that played uh Bob Maluga, who was also, like you said, the writer, mm-hmm. uh, Alan Katz, who, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why it said written by Bob uh, in, the, in the end there. Um, so, yeah, are you familiar with uh, Screaming Yellow Zonkers? <laughs> that's, a, that's a question you thought would probably not be asked on this podcast. I, I uh, mean, I mean, I haven't listened to house music in a long time. <laughs> you've got some lying around. We're talking about the uh, weird popcorny snack food um, that came out. So this is it was it was a weird thing. This was something that popped up when I went to go look up uh, Alan Katz to find a little bit more information about him. Um, he created the original award-winning campaign for Screaming Yellow Zonkers in 1970 and came up with the idea to put it in a black package with big bold letters across of it to get attention. Okay. And it had like little weird random notes on it, like, you know, the popcorn yelling, eat me and stuff like that. And um, that was his kind of big claim to fame to kind of start things off. And then he got hired to be a writer on uh, Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, Sanford and Son, All in the Family. So he wrote on a lot of funny, successful things. I mean, we all know that episode of All in the Family when Archie Bunker is intolerant towards the hunchback that they found living in the attic. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, that's um, <laughs> Bob Maluga Luga Luga pops, pops out of pops out of one of the doors on laughing and gets a pie in the face. <laughs> oh, God. Um, he yeah, I think scrap the... and sells it to Red Fox. <laughs> I, I think this might have been his only acting job. Um, it, according to IMDb, it was. Yeah. Um, he directed and produced another movie called Bucky and the Squirrels. Um, 
but that was really uh that, that was really about it um <laughs> for this guy and i don't know it i think the movie had it had some opportunities it had some uh interesting takes it could have gone i just think it uh it didn't uh didn't land it very well it's not even close to the worst sex comedy i've seen it's not close no. to the worst college comedy i've seen it's just it was just it was just very middle of the road right yeah yeah and it it's, was, it's, it, it's like it's like leap of faith is a steve martin movie but it is but it's also like just leap of faith so it's like that yeah yeah and it's it, i think it's one of those movies that i i I held in uh, fondness in the back of my mind. And then much like lots of memories, you watch it and you're like, Oh yeah, it wasn't that great. Uh. <laughs> Did this happen a lot? Yeah. Oh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, you think, I mean, everything in your, you know, when you, when you look back at the rosy days, you're like, yeah, that was fun. And you're like, no, it wasn't that fun. It, it was just there. I think all I remember was the Bob Maluga Luga part, and then that was about it. So, uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was Big Man on Campus. Um, not a hell of a lot to talk about with that movie, although I do have a Murder She Wrote connection, which is we haven't had one of those in a little while. All right. Okay. So, who did Bob Maluga Luga 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 <laughs> kill after the camera stopped rolling? <laughs> Uh, actually, Kathy, uh, the lady that played Kathy, uh, was on a 1994 episode of Murder, She Wrote called uh, Roadkill. And there's your Murder, She Wrote connection. I was this close to be, if you were going to say tennis anyone, I was going to scream. <laughs> it's the penultimate episode of Cameos. <laughs> so one of these days we're going to have to actually watch, we should do like a Murder, She Wrote episode. <laughs> Sure, right after we do the Velma episode. <laughs> oh, no, no. I think I watched the first four episodes of Velma. And I... So, but like, but like, for real, like, did he want to play this part or did the actor just back out at the last minute? What, what was the deal with this? No, I mean, I, I, I don't know if he wrote it with him in mind, but with himself in mind, but, um, yeah, I don't think there was ever an option to have any other anybody else up for this role. So he must have just been like, this is this is my dream role. This is what I was meant for. Did you play the guy that like is implied to be masturbating in every scene. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, as I'm writing this, there's there's just nobody else that can pull this off but me. That's there's, there's, <laughs> there's nobody else in the world that could do that. I could play this part with one hand tied behind my back. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I think that um, one of the best kind of reviews that I saw about it was it's uh, it's forgettable but pleasant. Yeah, that's mostly it. I was like, yeah, that 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 fits. There wasn't a heck of a lot to it. It was just it was just there, and it was fine. And I will probably never watch it again. Um, I'll just remind myself of this podcast and go, oh yeah, I don't need to watch that. It's fine. I can just replay the Judy Finkel soundbite over and over again. Judy Finkel. Mm. <laughs> he talks like a caveman. Yeah. I think that's where we're getting the Encino Man feels mm. from. Yeah. Like, he could be a character in Cave. Do you remember the movie Caveman? No. Starring Ringo Starr. Oh, God, no. In, like, 1980, 1982, there is a movie comes out. It's a comedy uh, starring Ringo Starr. And 
Dennis Quaid in one of Dennis Quaid's first roles. Wow. It's called Caveman. It is about cavemen. Almost no English is spoken throughout the movie. <laughs> it is all made up caveman gibberish and slapstick humor and claymation dinosaurs. Wow. Also, an extended scene in which, our, in which Ringo Starr's character, the main good guy, um, tries to force the wife of this, the sleeping wife of the chieftain. She, he's just like trying to pry her legs open. Like, <laughs> and then just keeps getting like, knocked out that's the joke the slapstick humor is he's trying to assault this woman while she's asleep <laughs> but she keeps moving in inopportune ways that cause that cause him to get like three stooges beat up <laughs> this joke happens in the first 10 minutes of the movie and then the movie starts jesus christ <laughs> 80s comedies yeah they really kind of did not uh they didn't think about the implementations of uh, suggesting humor in sexual assaulting, did they? No, I don't think they viewed some of these things as assault at the time. Uh, our, that's, that's true. It's, that's, it's, that's the bleaker statement, but yeah. probably the accurate one. And with that... Um, yeah, let's get back to the to the movie that actually doesn't really broach that topic very I, much I, at all. I, well, it... Or could it? Because I'm going to ask you something. In a way, I brought you here to offer you a job. You think you can do it better, so here's your chance. Do you think you can do it better? So uh, you can change three things. You have to change three things, but only change three things to attempt and uh, make this movie better. Patrick, what are you going to do? Well, before I give you three sane answers, I have, I have an insane proposition. Okay. What if every part but Bob was also played by Tom Skerritt? <laughs> if Tom Skerritt played Bob, but he just played it as Tom Skerritt? No, I like the idea. I like the idea of the writer still as Bob, but everyone else is Tom Skerritt. Now, <laughs> I ask you, could you describe that movie as forgettable? No, not in that situation. No, I think I fixed the film. <laughs> <laughs> we need what to do it. What goes on in your head sometimes? <laughs> And you could just, just, just a Tom Scarrett a thon. This movie should just be called Tom Scarrett on Campus. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I would watch it, <laughs> but I watched this. I mean, I, I, I would just, I, I'll watch anything. I'm going to find more Tom Scarrett movies to watch. <laughs> I think that's, that's the one thing that I've got. To, that's my takeaway from this, this movie is I need more Tom Scarrett in my life. Yeah, he's he's he, he's like if Tom Atkins had like Mr. Rogers energy. Yeah. Okay, so to fix this, I, I don't know. This movie is it's hard to make improvements on this one because nothing's glaringly wrong, right? A type of engine to propel the story forward because, like, again, things just happen. So more of a like focused look on the deadline of having to have bob ready for demonstrations uh that way like there's at least a sense of stakes and a sense of propulsion um i think i think that at some point this is my second change uh you would see you would see a shop vac or a hoover just hanging around his lair yeah that would have been a good joke it's, again this movie is not really as bad as a lot of movies but like less with the weird like like less with the Kathy obsessing 
right? Because, like, these characters have to, like, interact together, and it gets weird that he's just like, I'm going to steal your girl, dude. It's weird. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. Um, or if you're going to do that, make him less obvious about it. Like, it's it's a weird character dynamic. Alex is a character you never really buy. Yeah, he's just kind of this uh, smarmy wise talking, just kind of interest. Eh, I don't know. It was just a. Yeah, he's the plucky comic relief and he's supposed to be the plucky comic relief. But Mm -hmm. like it's like it doesn't make a lot of sense in the role that they cast. So those are three changes. I don't know if they're the right changes. I'm still banking on Tom Skerritt as everyone. But Bob, but what, what, what do you think? What would you change? Um, jeez, I, I, mm-hmm. well, I, I think you, you won me over with, uh, with Scarrett. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I can't think of anything else. It's just a new cup, big man, big man on campus. Oops, I'll scare it. Well, <laughs> I, I think the, um, like they, they kind of, like, I, I think they should have gone like far more slapstick with it. It never quite, it never quite committed to one thing or another. And I think that if it would have, it it could have, it could have been a lot better if they would have just went full on slapstick funny, mm-hmm. or just full on drama. You know, like let's you know let's talk more about his mom and him getting beat up, and let's talk about you know him living alone in isolation, just making it a real tearjerker or something, um, and still have everybody played by Tom Skerritt. I think that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the movie. It's perfect. I love it. No notes. Oh, got no, no notes. I mean, there will be notes. There would be so many notes. Not from me. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, I did. listen, I, 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 if the Poloni brothers can get distribution, surely we can make an all scare at Big Man on campus. We we could you know what I could we could just take a bunch of Tom Skerritt movies and TV shows and just kind of edit them all together to make our own story and sure. we'll literally just call it Skerritt that'll be the name of the movie just mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god if I if I didn't have to actually work um, <laughs> <laughs> I would I would make this mega cut. Um, so uh, everybody listen to the podcast, uh, spread us around and send us money so we can make this happen. We'll start a GoFundMe. Um, uh, we can learn how to use deep fake technology with the express and only purpose of making Scarret based horror movies. And <laughs> Not just horror, everything. Yeah, we'll do everything. A few good Scarrets. Yes, we'll just do do running Scarret. North by <laughs> North Scarret. <laughs> Up in Scarret. Mm hmm. There we go. <laughs> Top Scarret. The Devil Scarret Prada. Is that anything? Oh, no. you know what movie he did film at the same time as this one was Scarret Magnolias. That was. <laughs> that was actually good. I'm sorry. I don't have a comeback for that. <laughs> uh, I don't think we need one. I uh, is he still is he still acting? Is he still in some things lately? He was in Blue Bloods, right? Wasn't he in Blue Bloods, the cop show? Oh, he was in one of those. Uh, let's see here. White Collar, Leverage. No, that's Tom Selleck. That's that's a different Tom. I'm confused yeah. Toms. Oh, don't do that. There's, there's no worse thing you could do to a Tom in the world than confuse him with another Tom. How dare you? 
<laughs> yeah. um, it, it's just like it's every Tom, Dick, and Harry, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was in a movie in uh, just in 2021. All right. Called East of the Mountains uh, with uh, Mira Sovino. I think we're just going to have to rename this podcast Found on Scarret. It's just it's just going to be. <laughs> uh, we'll do like the glass half full moon guys, except for we'll just go chronologically to all of his movies. God. But yeah, that's um, that's that's really about all I got for this movie, this movie itself. Um I don't know if you had any other, if you had anything else you needed to add to it or, uh, yeah, anything else. If you're making a movie and you need to stress that your character sounds stupid, you don't have to use a Southern accent to try and convey that. You can use different ones. Boston's right there. <laughs> this, this is true. That's your final thoughts on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I'm leaving it in. <laughs> I, I think I think it was oh God, I want to say it was Bill Burr who had a joke about that, about uh, if if really smart people had southern accents, we wouldn't take them serious. There's I mean he's not wrong. <laughs> he's like, imagine if like oh, E E equals MC squared, y'all. You know what I <laughs> he's like, no one would no one would be no one would take him serious. Uh, as, as, as someone who tries to mask it, I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not as strong on you, so that's that's, that's good. That's because I'm sober. <laughs> that's that's the problem. Wait, if, if you're if you're sober and you're thinking of movies filled with Tom Skerritt, what happens <laughs> when you get a little bit drunk? Um, you know, you know, my partner likes to say that I get pitchier and bitchier. <laughs> Well, anyway, um, I guess that about that about wraps it up for this episode. I know we kind of breezed through this movie, but there wasn't a hell of a lot to talk about. Uh, it was there, it's gone, it's over, and um, and that wraps it up for us. Yeah, so if you did enjoy this podcast, uh, like us, subscribe us, subscribe us, subscribe now, to us. Subscribe to the feed. Uh, please leave a review. Leave reviews are really important to our team, you know, increasing visibility on the algorithm. And if all five of you told all three of your friends, we could spread this podcast to at least eight people. So let's make this happen. Moving to further and further <laughs> uh, frontiers than we've traveled before. Yes. And you can, uh, you could find us. Um, you could Find us on, uh, on the, basically anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, I've tried to submit us to in the mirror and everything out there. Yeah, wherever you can just scream our name into the void, and the echoes that you hear will be the screams of children. You're thinking of the Catholic Church again. <laughs> it's, it's probably true. Um, so yeah, like subscribe. Uh, you could find us on foundonshelfpod.com. Um, you can also use this uh, found on shelf pod uh, at Gmail or just search found on shelf pod on whatever social media feed you happen to uh, like to use. I mean, I'm I've got us kind of signed up and spreading around on everything because Twitter seems to be uh, on its death knell here. So uh, you could <laughs> you can check us out on Instagram, uh, Tumblr, Hive, Counter Social, Co-host. Uh, we'll be all over the place. Yak, so, um, yak, whatever the 
whatever yeah, the fuck whatever is, is trending in June. Yeah, whatever new thing pops up, uh, we'll whore ourselves out on that as well. Um, Facebook, Letterboxd, um, <laughs> at Found on Shelf. And um, and there's a Red Bubble store. If I ever get off my ass, we'll have something more than just a uh, T-shirt on there. So if you want to wear something with our logo on it, you can. Uh, I know you're just dying to do that. So, um, yeah, I haven't updated our FetLife account in a while, so I should probably get on that too and uh, add uh, Hunchback Love. Is that an, is that a is that something I can put on there? Is can you put how you would like to uh, basically do what uh, Cindy Williams did in this movie? <laughs> is that is that a section on FetLife? Um, you know, I don't want to like insult the vacuum fetish community. <laughs> <laughs> they call them suckers. Good night. So in love, sad as could be. Cause a pretty face got the best of me. Suddenly. I didn't pick Tickles to Clown yet, but it's there, dude. It's just no, right fucking no. there. We're not. It's just right there. We're this, not doing this, Unreal Tech if demos. You, if you can hear the sound of my voice. There's a movie on Amazon Prime called Tickles the Clown, and you should watch at least five minutes of it. I, I need I need everyone to witness what can go wrong if you think you can just make a movie and don't have any intention of heart or care or anything. Or alternatively, you can just go and watch an Unreal Tech demo because that's all this movie is. It's how do you even call it a movie that was i don't know how you there's four of them this is the final installment the penultimate chapter <laughs> oh it's god it's bigfoot versus trump no <laughs> yes no bigfoot versus the illuminati trump versus the illuminati bigfoot versus, Me- bigfoot versus megalodon <laughs>